Witches are reawakening to their power all over the world right now. The world is being reclaimed. We celebrate in gratitude. Welcome to Bossy Bruja Podcast with your host, Ayodele Fuega of BossyBruja.com. Ayo is here to encourage and inspire you to live your best, most enchanted life. On this podcast, we'll discuss magic, empowering ideas, powerful spiritual practices, and books to support you on your path. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful you're here. Here's Ayo. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Bossy Bruja, Ayodeli Fuega of BossyBruja.com. You can also find me on my online teaching portal at Bruja.training. Open your web browser and type in Bruja.training, B-R-U-J-A dot T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. So welcome back to the podcast. Um, I've been over here all morning feeling like I don't do enough, Um, which of course is a bold-faced lie. I do a lot more than, you know, most of the people I know in life. I do a lot for a lot of people. Um, But the feeling was there that I'm not doing enough. Um, This podcast was not planned, but it became necessary because I spent... Two and a half hours this morning responding to over 200 messages and comments on the online teaching portal. And one of the themes that came up multiple times was the feeling of shame. So I had to come on and create a podcast (laughs) to talk with you all about shame. And for me... When we discuss our emotional well-being, we're really talking about um, the foundations of our spirituality and our spiritual practice. In many ways, our spirituality will help us to cultivate good feelings and a healthier mental and emotional state. But in a lot of other ways, we have to come to our practice with as much mental clarity, presence of mind, calm, inner peace, stillness, poise, as we can muster. So that goes to say, we need to maintain as much positivity and emotional well-being as we possibly can to be effective in our magic. So this conversation is an important one to have, especially if you are one of my current students on the online teaching portal. So I wanted to, I wrote out a bunch of notes and I just wanna go through them as quickly as possible. I do have some other recordings that I am putting the final touches on between today and tomorrow, uh, which I will be posting on the online training. um, And I need to get back to that. So before, I get to that work. Let's have a quick discussion. So when it comes to shame, I strongly suggest that you opt out. Feelings of embarrassment, shame, guilt, um, disappointment with yourself, and blaming yourself and others. I strongly recommend that you 
opt out of those things because they are utterly useless. These are some of the primary tools used by a dogmatic, uh, organized religion, some of the bigger ones, to control people, to manipulate them and exploit them. So using fear, shame, guilt, and blame against people to create dependency, to create a sense of hopelessness and helplessness is something that you find in other religions. It has no place in our practice. It has no place in our religion. So doing everything we can to evict these emotions um, and all associated beliefs and thoughts from ourselves um, is the order of the day, okay? And I am telling you that you can't evict shame, guilt, blame, and fear because these are things that were programmed into you. These are trained responses. These are things that you were taught, right? When you're born, <laughs> you don't feel these things. So you know that these are things that you were taught, you know? When a baby falls, the baby doesn't feel any embarrassment. When the baby fails, the baby doesn't feel any embarrassment. There is no... There is no knowledge within the baby that any embarrassment, shame, guilt, um, or blame should even be experienced. There is no knowledge of these things at all. So I am coming from the perspective that these are trained, that they um, are programs used by some of the so-called organized religions, and that you need to let them go as quickly as you can. So hopefully by the end of this conversation, you will have the tools, the beliefs, the ideas <laughs> that you need to do just that. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was fault versus responsibility, okay? When someone is attempting to shame you or you feel ashamed for whatever reason and you feel like something is your fault, I want you to give yourself a new option. And the option is instead of being at fault, you are free to take responsibility. Now, the word fault literally is synonymous to the word defect, which means when you either see someone else at fault or you see yourself at fault, what's happening is you're focusing on what's wrong with you or the other person. Whereas with responsibility, you get to focus on your ability and your willingness to respond to any given situation, which is literally the opposite of the disempowering idea that something is wrong with you. It's the opposite of fear, it's the opposite of avoidance. So shifting out of fault into responsibility is gonna be one of your first tools for transcending shame and becoming a shameless person. Um, and just, you know, give you a quick little phrase <laughs> to remember is don't dwell, resolve. Don't dwell on things. Don't dwell on who, whose fault it was and who was supposed to do what and all these other things. And Because casting blame and finding fault is not really helpful to the resolution of any issue, any issue or problem. Now, if other people decide to dwell on whose fault they think it is or if they want to dwell in shame and guilt and all those other things, that is their right. But it is not an empowering uh, position to take. One thing that 
um, one of my favorite teachers, Louise L. Hay. She started Hay House a million years ago. She passed away. She's in the spirit realm now, but one of the things she used to always say is that we're always doing the best we can with what we know. I talk about knowledge as being reflective of your actions. So when you know something, you do it. If you don't do it, you don't really know it. It doesn't matter if you've heard about it a hundred times, you don't really own or possess knowledge unless you practice knowledge. So the fact that, well, this, uh, sorry, this phrase that we are always doing the best we can with what we know is accurate because you, what you are doing is indicative of what you know. So when you know better, you do better, right? So doing something different requires you to put your knowledge into practice. It's applied knowledge, it's wisdom. So when you're acting wisely, you're acting righteously, taking right action, then you're really doing the best you can. But even if there is no intention behind your actions, you're still doing the best you can with what you know. Maybe you don't know yet that you have very real power capacity, capability, and right to take hold of yourself, to control your thinking, that you get to choose your emotional state. Maybe you don't know that yet, and so you haven't been able to embody it. Maybe you didn't know you had the right to opt out of fear, shame, guilt, and what have you. Maybe you didn't know that responsibility was a better option for you than finding fault with yourself and others. Introducing this new information, these new ideas, and you know, if you're open-minded enough to maybe implement them in a moment where something happens that's not to your liking and there is an opportunity to cast blame on someone, find a way to take responsibility however you can and respond from a place of empowerment, from a place of knowing that you're not just a cog in a machine, that you're not just at the will of every other human or of the universe or of the gods, that you have the right, the capacity, capability, and the power to create change, that you don't have to just stand there and take it, that you get to choose outcomes for yourself and work towards your desired results and goals. Now, one of the best ways to evict shame, guilt, and blame is by refusing to cast these on other people or to receive them yourself. Again, people are going to do whatever they want to do. <laughs> They're going to think whatever they want to think about you. That is not your business. What is your business is that you're not one of these people trying to manipulate other people through fear, through guilting them and shaming them and blaming them. That you are a person who exists more in a compassionate and understanding space. And that when someone is communicating with you, opening themselves to you, or even if they're not, accepting other people's level of communication and willingness to be open to you about what happened. You're 
willingness to allow other people to accept or not accept responsibility. Because another person's unwillingness to accept responsibility does not hinder you from taking responsibility of yourself, how you respond to situations, and whatever actions you take to either uh, disconnect from this person in the, the future, take different actions, maybe form partnerships with people who are, who are a little bit more mature and willing to, to participate responsibly with you or to relate responsibly with you. Another person's unwillingness to take responsibility for the part they played in no way hinders your ability to take responsibility for the part you play. The next way to evict shame, guilt, and blame is that you must no longer allow people to manipulate you with the same. You must no longer allow people to manipulate you and control you with fear, shame, guilt, and blame. This is going to require you to understand <laughs> that another person's beliefs about you, thoughts about you, the things they say about you, the actions they take against you has nothing to do with the truth of who you are. Those are their actions, those are their choices, and they are free to feel however they feel. But nobody is getting inside of you and making you choose certain things, making you feel certain ways. You are free. And removing yourself or transcending other people's manipulations and you know fear tactics and guilt trips and... Um, their manipulation is going to require you to understand completely that you are free, that you have a right to choose for yourself. It's also going to require you to be willing to uh, advocate for yourself, to stand up for yourself, to set clear boundaries, and to protect yourself if it comes to that. We're going to be learning for the rest of our lives. <laughs> you and I both and everybody else, you know, and understanding not only that you're free, but that you're learning, which means sometimes you're going to miss the mark. It means that sometimes you're going to make mistakes and you're allowed to make mistakes. It's to be expected. And anyone treating you like you won't sometimes experience temporary defeats or you won't sometimes miss the mark, this person is being unrealistic with you and probably holding you to a higher standard than they hold themselves. So giving yourself that freedom, that permission, that grace, I think sets a precedent for how other people will treat you going forward. Of course, not everybody will fall in line. Not everyone will treat you as well as you treat yourself. But at least you will have that standard in place so that if someone is not treating you the way you deserve and desire to be treated, you know what to do. Now, just because we're going to be learning and we're allowed to make mistakes and mistakes are going to happen and mistakes are natural, this does not mean that you should not always be striving to improve, to transform, to upgrade, to change yourself in positive ways. If you're a person who's learning, who is accepting your lessons, who is being gracious with yourself when you make mistakes and striving for improvement, you are well on your way to transcending other people's fear 
shame, guilt, and blame manipulations. Now, when it comes to our relationships, you know, our quality of relationships is correlate to our quality of life. We have to have relationships. We're going to have some really great ones. We're going to ha- have some difficult ones. We're going to have some that last forever. We're going to have some that, you know, are only for a season. When you make a mistake, I think that the best things you can do are to do your best to communicate what happened letting people know you are aware that you dropped the ball, how you dropped the ball. If you are choosing to continue on whatever course of action you have made a mistake in, do your best to follow through. Do what you can to get yourself together, get your resources together, and follow through. However, if you have chosen to change course, meaning I... You know, I got started on something and people were depending on it, but I changed my mind. I'm not passionate about it. I'm not devoted to it. I'm not going to be doing it anymore. Do your best to announce that, to communicate to other people that you have changed your mind. And I want you to hear me. You are allowed to change your mind. (laughs) That is a part of your freedom. That is a part of your rights. You have the right to change your mind. That doesn't mean that there won't be some consequences, some results (laughs) that come um, in effect of whatever change you decide to make, but you still have that freedom. You have that right. But again, communicating and sharing with people what ways you're choosing to change course and why, perhaps, if you if you want to, you don't really owe anyone unless there's some kind of contractual agreement, contractual agreement. Um, but if you decide, like if that's something that you feel would be better, you know, best for that relationship, if, you know, if that's what's required to keep that relationship healthy, then maybe you want to might want to go into why you're changing things or what new direction you're going in. But again, not required. Um, and just let me just say this. There are so many things in life that you may not even know. You don't you don't like it. You don't prefer it. It's not aligned with you. You're not passionate about it until you get into it. <laughs> so there will be some times when you have to change your mind. Now, if you're a person who's listening to spirit and you're prayerful and you're constantly calling on this or something better or something more aligned and you follow your intuition, you're probably going to run into less instances where you die face first into something and it ends up to be, you know, a shit show. But again, Some of these things are purely for your learning. Some of these things come as, you know, crash courses in life. Um, And after you learn your lesson, you get out. Okay. The next thing that we're going to want to do in order to evict shame, guilt, blame, and fear is to let yourself off the hook. Let yourself off the hook. Other people's hooks, your hooks, let yourself off the hook the hook. Take it easy with yourself. Give yourself some grace. Forgive yourself. Go free. 
Now, because we are human, and, you know, some people say that planet Earth is a school, you know, we came here to learn these lessons. Expect some growing pains during these lessons, some discomfort, some some opportunities to implement new knowledge by taking new action. Okay, and do not. Don't rag on yourself because you don't get things perfectly by whoever the fuck standards. I don't know. Uh, But if you don't get things so-called perfect the first time, that's okay. (laughs) Because, again, you're allowed to learn. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to change your mind. You want to do your best to communicate, follow through if you decide that you're going to keep moving forward with a project or a relationship or what, what have you. And if you're not, do your best to communicate the changes, maybe even share why. But baby, you're growing, you're learning, you're going to make some mistakes, you're going to have some growing pains in all areas of your life, and you're not the only one. Anybody who is treating you like you're the worst person on the planet because you didn't know something before you experienced it is not being realistic because I can guarantee you they've had the same exact experience themselves. I think more than anything, what's needed to shift out of shame into shamelessness is to have less concern of what other people think of you, more focus on your own progress, your own passions, and how good the life you are creating feels to you. Shame and embarrassment, while I, you know, I did say those are trained, you know, responses, it's like baby falls, baby doesn't feel embarrassed, <laughs> baby gets up and tries again, or decides, you know what, I'm, I'm done trying to walk on my wobbly legs, I'm gonna play with me a toy, put something, pick something up off the ground and put it in my mouth, you know, babies, they feel no kind of shame, any type of guilt, about not getting things perfectly the first time, okay? But how can I say? It seems to me that feelings of guilt and shame and embarrassment have so much more to do with other people, than they do with the self. Does that make sense? Like there are things that you you're perfectly comfortable to do when you're alone with yourself <laughs> that you would be embarrassed to do or shy to do or self-conscious to do uh, in front of other people. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you can stand in a room and you know, say your poetry out loud and really be vibing or, you know, listen to your favorite records and sing at the top of your lungs. But if you're in front of a whole bunch of people, well, then these other emotions are introduced because of what you think other people think about you. So if you have less concern of a, about what other people think of you, and the way that I achieve this is I, I fully understand that most people are just not thinking about me. <laughs> they really, they are just not thinking about me and the things that you know people are looking at you and they're thinking about you and having all these thoughts and judgments about you a lot of the time 
it seems to me that those thoughts about you are very, very shallow and have more to do with them. So let's, you know, one of the, I think, most popular things where somebody passes a judgment really quickly about someone they just absolutely don't know is when it comes to like their attire or their hair or their makeup, like the way that they look, the way that they're presenting themselves, right? The way that you judge someone's attire has less to do with that person than it has to do with you and your own personal sense of style. A lot of times you look at somebody and you'll say, uh, no, absolutely not. I can't believe she walked up the house in those pants. Maybe those are her favorite pants. Maybe she's on the way to the garden. Maybe she's, she's on her way to... Um, her art class and you know there's gonna be a, a naked model there and she wanted to wear something real cozy maybe she's on her way to a meditation gathering maybe she just came down the mountain she went hiking this morning you know what I'm saying you looking at this other person ain't got nothing to do with the reality of their life <laughs> what they're doing what they're thinking what they're feeling you know maybe they got five kids at the house and they had to run out real quick to get you know some breakfast for the kids they ain't worrying about putting on a full face of makeup or making sure the wig is on straight or putting on, you know, the most flattering pair of jeans they have in the closet. You know what I'm saying? So those quick judgments, you, you, you know, a lot of people who behave this way or who cast these kinds of judgments, they see it, they say the thing they say, and then they never think about this person again for the rest of their lives. <laughs> So it's really not, in my opinion, it's really not that big a deal. It's really not like people are so vested in the judgments they're making. Unless they're like full-time critics, they do this for a living, they work on Project Runway. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, maybe the, the world could do with a little less of this, you know, offhanded judgment stuff. Like maybe there are more useful things you could be doing with your opinions and your thoughts. Um, but to feel embarrassed, to feel shame <laughs> because someone <laughs> is passing some quick ass judgment that they're going to think this moment and never think again. You know, even with people who, you know who have one bad experience and then they use that experience to color the entire relationship with you. Well, that has more to do with that person and their, you know, evidently limited understanding of human psychology uh, than it has to do with you. You know what I'm saying? One person might experience you and got an attitude and they think, oh, sis is having a bad day. Let me buy her a cup of coffee because she needs to calm down. Or they might have that that one encounter with you and it doesn't go that well and she thinks this girl's a bitch i never want to see her again fuck her give her zero stars on google you know what i mean so i'm <laughs> thinking about like customers and clients it has more to do people's judgments if you have more to do with them than with you the reactions to you. So like, I, I keep talking about the baby who falls down. The baby doesn't feel any embarrassment. A lot of adults, like if an adult falls down somewhere, a lot of times the reaction is to feel embarrassed, right? Especially if other people are around or they laugh or anything like that. I have always, in my mind, I've, I, you know, I've been falling. 
I was a kid. I, my mom tells tells me sometimes you fall all the time. You have fallen down the stairs more times than I can count. I just fell down the stairs a couple years ago at the wedding. At my mom's wedding at the reception, I had only slept two hours. I missed a step. I fell down the stairs directly onto my knees on the cement floor in the basement. And to this day, I have pains in my knees. If I even bump my knee, it just, oof, just sends a shock of pain through my legs. And, you know, maybe it's because I'm a, <laughs> a little bit clumsy um, that I've always just felt it was so silly for people to laugh at someone who falls. If somebody falls in front of me, my first reaction, my first thought is, oh, my God, are you OK? Are you hurt? <laughs> it's not like there's to me. I don't it doesn't it's just not my sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> but a lot of people will feel you know, they care more about who saw them fall than they do about whether their knees are all right. Child, it's like, check your knees, you know? Is your knees okay? Before you look around and see who who's watching you or who's laughing or whatever. And anybody who laughs, you know, that has more to do with them than it has to do with you. Just like me, my reactions have more to do with me than it has to do with you. I know some people who fall and they laugh at themselves. <laughs> they like for them I guess they feel goofy or something I don't know they, I, I've seen people fall and they laugh at themselves like laugh 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 like real belly laughter like it just tickles them and I'm like are you okay <laughs> do you feel pain in addition to laughter do you, are you okay um so kind of distancing yourself all that to say <laughs> distancing yourself from other people's reactions to you judgments regarding you offhanded comments about you because at the end of the day do these people even know you do they even care about your well-being probably not you know the person in the grocery store who who rolls their eyes because you're wearing some weird pants or whatever that person ain't gonna be thinking about you Baby, give it five minutes. That person's not going to be thinking about you, okay? Now, the last thing that I want to say to you guys before I read a long-ass excerpt is that you don't have to do it all, okay? What I find uh, in my personal experience um, is that sometimes the feelings of not enough and feelings of shame like there is something wrong with me I'm doing this wrong I'm not I'm not hitting the mark I'm making mistakes all over the place a lot of times that comes for me and tell me if this you can tell me in I don't know maybe under the picture that I post on Instagram for this show um you guys can tell me if this is your experience too but shame comes for me sometimes because I overextend myself so you know, wanting to do all these different projects and a lot of them are passion projects and I feel like this is going to be really helpful. Oh, this is going to hit. This is going to be really good. This is going to touch somebody. This is going to help somebody. And then I, I end up saying, I'm, you know, I'll do this by this date and then it's three weeks later and I'm just getting to it. I feel bad about that kind of thing. And I think that, you know, and this is just pure theory <laughs> because I'm still trying to figure this out for myself. Um, I think that one of the better solutions to that uh, particular pattern of, of guilt 
is that you don't have to do everything on your own. Like it doesn't have to, and maybe not committing to to specific time frames, especially if you're one of these, um, <laughs> one of these um, barely pays attention to the clock types, like myself. Um, maybe if you do the project waiting until it's done or not overbooking or outsourcing parts of the project. And I know that can be difficult for those of us who are like, oh, no, I can do this myself. I can do this myself. I have the vision in my mind. Nobody can do it the way I want it to be done. That kind of thing is like you, but you don't have to. And there are a lot of talented people in the world who want to work for you, and you can guaranteed find somebody in your budget. And kind of freeing yourself up. And I think this goes back to what I've been talking about for months now is creating a life that feels as good as it looks creating a life that feels good to you. And I have to tell you, I love my work. I love my podcast. I love writing. I love the teaching portal. I love every single bottle of oil I have ever poured. I love my work. But baby, sometimes she needs to rest. Sometimes she needs a nap. Sometimes I just need to log off and, and smoke an eighth of weed <laughs> watch stupid movies on Netflix and just unplug and just keep to myself and be in my house and cuddle with my puppy you know <sighs> so yeah here's the excerpt I wanted to read and then I'm gonna log off I wrote guilt seems to have more to do with other people's view of you than your own be compassionate and understanding with yourself, whether others are or not. You have very limited say over what others think about you. So investing too many mental and emotional resources, being worried about all that is a waste of time. Come back home. Here are the questions. What do you think of you? In what ways are you committed to changing, transforming, and improving? Is there anyone you need to communicate with? Have you already communicated? Is it perhaps time to let go and allow people to cling to whatever interpretations of you serve them best? Ooh, I'm gonna read that one again because I think I'm, I'm, right, I'm right there. Is it perhaps time to let go and allow people to cling to whatever interpretations of you serve them best. Have you considered that the way people see others and the way people see you has more to do with them and their minds and mental states than it could ever have to do with you? Are you willing to accept responsibility for your self-concept? That's how you think of yourself. Are you willing to accept responsibility for your self-concept? Because this would put a literal end to allowing other people to define you, for you, to you. Are you ready for that responsibility? <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't quite catch all of those questions, rewind that recording about 30 seconds and listen again. And you know, if you bout it, you might want to sit down and do a little journaling. But I hope that I communicated clearly my thoughts about becoming someone who's shameless, um, 
just let yourself off the hook. Take it easy with yourself. Be compassionate and understanding with yourself. Follow through when you can. Take responsibility instead of casting blame and fault or accepting that um, being casted upon you. And know that you're constantly learning and you have the absolute right to miss the mark sometimes. You're not going to get it perfect the first time. You're not. You're not expected to. And anybody who is expecting that of you is being unrealistic with you and themselves. I hope that this podcast has been useful to you and I will talk to you all soon. Peace and blessings. Thank you for joining us on the Bossy Bruja podcast. We're inspired by you and hope you are inspired along with us. To learn more about Ayadeli and to find more ways to live your best, most enchanted life, go to bossybruja.com, bossybruja.com, where you can read the blog, find prayers, invocations, and our witchcraft shop, where we have a carefully selected curation from books to abalone shells, crystals to smudges, and many delights in between. We are with you in this reawakening and are so glad you're here. Stay bossy, Bruja.